beautiful morning to you, Jen. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. And you're on to the show. Let's talk right here on your Super Feel Good Radio Station. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning and um, a beautiful day to talk about Nigeria, talk about um, beyond 2023, beyond the elections. What should we be looking out for? What is the pathway to recovery? How can we become a better nation? And how can we continue to keep our title as the Giants of Africa? That's what we will be looking at today. My name is Abigail Seaman and welcome to the show. I'm joined by Mika Omisi. Mika, lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to all our listeners. Um, it's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Like Abigail said, we're looking at the road to recovery. Um, I know I said on the birthday caller that I was going to talk about the bank stories so the thirstiest name to Abigail. So um, the topic for today... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! It, it's it's a lovely morning. Um, I'll give you guys a backstory because I know you'll be wondering why we're laughing. Um, just yesterday, um, I was with Amy Kalmisi, and he was asking me about um what we should talk about today, and I sent him the topic, and with a few um. Uh, and I know I need to I need to I need to read it to them. Okay, to please, please, can All right, you do? so the topic, according to Abigail, is beyond twenty twenty three. And the path to recovery. And the like we say in school, the subtopic is the violence, the emerging trends of widening widening misery and poverty. Now, if you're a master's student or you're doing your PhD, that sounds like a topic you want to, you know, research on. So good morning. <laughs> a lovely morning to you. And some of the stories we're following at the hour. Uh, in a move that may prevent vote buying, CBN sent sets new withdrawal. Um, new withdrawal limits. Yes, um, this is coming from the CBN in an apparent move to tackle vote buying as the 2023 general elections draw closer and control the amount of cash in circulation. Now, the Central Bank of Nigeria introduced new cash withdrawal limits for banks and other financial institutions. Now, the new policy followed its recent currency redesign project in which it had expressed concern over the high volume of cash outside the banking system. Now, under the new dispensation, the Central Bank restricted the maximum cash withdrawal over the counter by individuals and corporate organizations per week to 100,000 naira and 500,000 naira, respectively. Now, this was just as President Mohamed Buhari asked the Senate to confirm the appointment of two serving deputy governors, Mr. Edward Adamu and Mrs. Aisha Undunusa Ahmed, for second and final terms in office. And also, the story we are following. At the hour, Senate passes bill to whittle down federal government's power to grant tax waivers. Now, the Senate yesterday passed for second reading a bill to amend the Federal Inland Revenue Service Act. Now, the proposed law aims to regulate the processes of granting corporate tax holidays, import duty waivers, and um, investment incentives to investors and businesses in Nigeria. Now, this bill was sponsored by Yahya Abubakar Abdullahi, who's from PDP Kebi North. It seeks to to, among others, whittle down the powers of the federal government to unilaterally grant tax holidays and incentives to businesses. Now, it takes... It seeks to create a new section in the FIRS Act to mandate the service to secure due legislative approval of the National Assembly in granting of a new or renewal of corporate tax incentives and waivers. And finally, just before we begin our conversation for today, oil theft is in the news, and that's the story we're following at this hour. Nigeria may lose $23 billion 
dollars next year, says NSA. Now, the Nigeria may lose 23 billion naira dollars, I beg your pardon, next year if crude oil thefts continues. Now, the National Security Advisor, Major General Baba Ghana Mungonu, said yesterday. Now, he said the escalating Escalation of acts of vandalism and crude oil theft had led to a significant decline in production. Now, the NSA spoke while inaugurating an 11-month special investigative panel on oil theft losses in Nigeria. Now, the panel is chaired by the interim administrator of the Presidential Amnesty Program, PAP, Major General Barry Indiomu, and Mr. David Atta is the secretary. Now, others member, other members include retired top military and police officers, as well as other seasoned administrators and um, just before we 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 talk about uh, what we're going to be discussing today um this story in particular caught my attention because um if there's something that is quite fond of this country is creating committees and panels and uh, we see a committee to investigate this committee to investigate that panel to do this panel to do that and at the end of the day we just nothing happens, nothing happens. we just see committees upon committees you now have committee and subcommittees yes. and other subcommittees sub subcommittees sub subcommittees <laughs> and this committee is supposed to investigate the top committee because <laughs> the top committee <laughs> is not doing the work that they're supposed well, to they're, be they're committed we, to do we all have committees 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 and committees and I'm just, I'm just wondering, how, how, did we, how did we get here? How did um, we get here? I, I think, I think the question of how we got here can be seen in every facet of our life. I think that the idea of Nigeria as an entity was founded on people's, sorry to use the word, illusions of grandeur. They were founded on people's belief that when you merge people together, whether or not they share a common ideology and value system, they would automatically be together. I think we got here because at certain points in our life, our transitioning phase in Nigerian's history, we had politicians who were too concerned with their personal gains. They were too concerned with doing the wills of their master. Um, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, Barista Bao was here, and he made mention of how our... Um, how our laws are not reflective of our present realities. We are using a constitution of 1999 whose you know, whose, whose core was designed by a military government. The military's government constitution was designed by a selfish British government. So again, we have a system from the very top till the very bottom that is designed to ensure that people do whatever they like, whenever they like, and go away scot-free. We also have a degraded value system in the country. Um, a lot of things that happen, so like our guest said yesterday, it's about personal ethics. And in Nigeria, politics in Nigeria, mm. politicians do not have ethics. It is politics for their pockets and their stomachs. Now, if people are not ethical enough to make decisions, it doesn't matter the hierarchy of committees you set yeah. up. They will still flaunt the rules. They will still do what they want to do. And these committees, if you ask me, mm -hmm. are just a way to appeal to the emotions of Nigerians. We do not hear or see the effects of this committee. Exactly. Reports of these committees are not made public. So it's as though they come, come on TV and radio to say, oh, we have set up a committee to do this. Not because they want to solve the problem Just because so. in their head make it no be mm. like say we know they work exactly because <laughs> I, I know there are committees in this country that they have set up and nigerians have asked ceaselessly let us see the reports of this committee 
and we just like and we are coming for example asu and the back and forth with the federal government yeah. there was a committee set up to look into all of this issue asu has asked several times release the white papers for nigerians to see, see. until today there is no white paper till today all of the ideas all of the um, solutions preferred by that committee we do not know so mm. again like i said nigerian committee setting is just a media play they're just trying to Make you know, be like, say, we know what we don't have committee. Oh, they are doing something. Let, let, it, let it be said that we tried, yeah, um, exactly. Let, let's, let's put it in the books, we tried. And in the records that we made an attempt, okay. But most of the time, when we look at all of these things, these attempts that they've made have not yielded any. The, the attempts are not from a place of wanting to do it, mm. it's from a place of let us just do it, more it's, or less like eye service. It's eye service, exactly. Mm. Because if you want to do something. Common sense. For example, you tell your younger brother or sister to do something and you want them to do it, you would follow up. Mm -hmm. Have you done it? Have you not done it? In Nigeria, when committees are set up, nobody follows up because the people who set it up in the first place are not concerned enough. And if we don't have people that are concerned enough, I think that all of the clamor that we have for systems to be set in place would never work. I, I often say this to myself. When people say set up systems so that when anybody comes in, they would not be able to do wrong we mm. think that systems are set up from thin air people set up systems of course powerful men and women in position set up systems mm. right now our lack of system is because we haven't had people powerful enough and you know that have a vision for the country enough to set up those systems so while we are clamoring for systems i think the first place to clamor for is for powerful people in positions if they are there they will take it upon themselves to set up systems for example in the office some people yeah. cannot might not be in the office but certain things will go on because mm -hmm. they've set up systems systems did not just happen Overnight. one day so again nigerians out there do not i, I don't, i'm not saying don't clamor for systems i'm saying don't don't make system the reason why you're not going to go out there and vote oh the system is so bad so whatever I happened i wouldn't go out to vote powerful people are the ones that design the systems and make them work put people you know or you believe are going to change the course of this country. Because trust me, we've been saying this for almost a decade. Mm. Nigeria is at the brink of a collapse. And we might think it will never happen. But like they always say, one day now, one day. See now one good die. So one day, this break that we keep saying, hopefully it doesn't happen, would happen. Yeah, we're trying and to be optimistic us, about um, uh, the country's, um, I don't know how to put it, disposition uh, or position uh, right uh, now. Our chances, our chances of making it out of here on Skaythen is very slim. Almost, almost, I don't think it exists because you look at where we are economically. Look mm -hmm. at where we are in terms of our security, where we are in our education, where we are in all the core parts of every society's success. And we are not thriving in anyone so let's say there's one that is thriving okay we can hold on to that as something to give us hope there's nothing to be hopeful about not being pessimistic I, education I, I, th I think the entertainment industry is helping us that that's not a function of the government is <laughs> despite their efforts not but, because of, of their yeah so exactly. it's, it's as though everything that works in the country is because people have decided to go against the system mm -hmm. what? we will find a way to make it work and if the system is not set up to ensure that people will succeed the jackpot we are complaining about, it might just get worse next year. Yes, we will have more jackpot syndrome. <laughs>
than we've ever Jack had. Jack that we've ever had before. Um, so I was just thinking about something, Emeka. Um, you know, we said we're going to be discussing on um, beyond 2023. And one of the things that the government knows how to do very well is to debunk projections and to say, um, uh, you know what, that's not how we see it. Even when it's clearly written in paper, pen and paper that... This might happen come 2023. And I'm more or less scared. Not scared. I'm just going to be. I'm more or less like what the things that we will say today, maybe projections beyond 2023. And maybe we'll have the federal government, you know, debunk <laughs> some of the things that we say today. But we're, we're trying to, by all estimates, that um, Nigeria will be better. And beyond the whole election coming up and all of that, um, we're hoping to see progress. I'm sure you're hoping to see progress. Too. I am hoping to see progress. I don't have any other place to go to for now. I had to add to you for now. For now. And because yeah, I just might have somewhere <laughs> else to go to. But I think the projections of a better country is possible. I am not one to lose hope easily. I think mm-hmm. at, at a point in my life, I thought this country would never work. Because like, yo, man, everything, everything you hope will work will not work. But at this point, I think that I like the fact that the fervency from young people is giving me hope that, you know what, maybe there is hope somewhere at the end of this tunnel. I don't know how long this tunnel is, so we may not get to the end in my lifetime, but I think there is a specter of hope somewhere that Nigeria soon will be good enough for us to call it home. All right. I, I, I would I would I would tag along with such projections. <laughs> okay, so by all estimates now the elections is scheduled for February twenty twenty three, especially the presidential poll which will be a defining moment for Nigeria. Now it will be the second time since nineteen ninety nine that an incumbent will not be on the ballot and Whosoever is elected, whether from the ruling or the opposition parties, would be a, a defining moment in Nigeria's political history. Now, while the outcome of the 2023 elections would add to the reputation of the country in deepening civilian-led um, political processes, the emerging trends um, of violence, the emerging trends of widening misery and poverty Admissed, I'm wondering why because look at me. <laughs> Admissed the contentious and um, even in acrimonious civic bond, which is just sad. I, I, I can't go on and on. I, I, it's really it's heartbreaking sometimes when I talk about Nigeria. But hey, this morning we're joined by Barista Yakubu Bawa, who is in the studio this morning. I it's looking dark, though. Yes, it's looking amazing. It's looking like a lawyer. <laughs> For the first time in a while. For the first time, he <laughs> normally he comes in with a kaftan. Yeah. And yeah. Usually white kaftan. Actually. White, white. But today he's in a suit and we're happy to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> a lovely morning to you, sir. Welcome to the show. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm so glad to be here and I apologize that I came late and I'm glad to be here. Like you said, Nigeria, we must be optimistic that Nigeria, things are going to work one day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, beyond, we were discussing beyond 2023 because yeah. I know that that's everyone's focus yeah. right now. Everybody's focused on the elections yeah. and how the outcome will be like. But nobody has ever sat down to say, okay, after the election, what's next? Right. What happens next? Nobody's thinking about that. Um, from your own angle as a Nigerian, before we, we come to you being an advocate for good governance, but yeah. as a Nigerian... Um, yeah. Beyond 2023, what are some of your projections? What do you think Nigeria should look like yeah. beyond 2023? Well, well, well let, me, let me start on not to say that I'm very pessimistic, but uh, we need to know this. First, whoever eventually emerges as the Nigerian president, mm-hmm. Nigerians should have 
this kind of, they have, let me say, there is a lot of expectations and particularly that people are tired. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, whatever it is, we must tell ourselves the truth. They have an expectation that a new person is going to take over Nigeria. But as something I want to tell Nigerians, please, I'm not trying to be a prophet or to prophesy doom, but the fact remains that it's going to take time for us to see some positive changes mm -hmm. because of the quantum of let me say, uh, uh, destruction, if I may put it that way. But a lot of things that have been done on the economy and also issue of insecurity. So you don't expect to see the desired changes within uh, just a short period of time. It's going to be a long span of, it's going to take a long span of time before we see some changes that we see, we might say these are quite uh, positive and also uh, meeting our expectations. But be that as it may, I expect to see beyond 2023 someone, like I, uh, yesterday I, 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 I was in a program and I was a guest speaker then and I said something about that. We need a leader that we can trust. Mm -hmm. When our leaders understand that leadership is about trust and service, I think we will continue to walk on the right path to our destiny or our own uh, promised land. But for now, because of what has been, what the current state of Nigeria, mm -hmm. let me look at insecurity as just uh, a focal point this morning, yeah. the person that is going to handle insecurity is someone that must be very uh, pragmatic, somebody that is courageous, somebody that is upright to see that things are being done properly the way it should be. But the expectation of Nigeria beyond 2023 is to bring sanity in terms of revamping and rejigging our uh, security architecture so that people can fly on our roads in a very uh, safe manner. People will, can, uh, can sleep with their two eyes closed. And issue of insecurity, particularly kidnapping, that can be dealt with. So we expect to see that. But in terms of economy, well, if you have somebody that knows the onions, he's going to inject some or bring in some new ideas, very innovative or creative, and also making sure that he has the right team to be able to spearhead this. So uh, in, in a nutshell, we will have expectation, but it shouldn't be immediate that we're going to see results because it's going to take time to amend and also uh, put things in a proper perspective and a proper order that it should be. So our expectation is after the election, things will begin, particularly the issue of insecurity. Mm. Yeah. But, but do, you, do you see us getting to um, a road of, as I said, recovery? I know you've mentioned that you're not trying to be pessimistic yeah. on all of that, yeah. but um, sometimes when we see some of the things happening, when we see the way um, our economy is crumbling and we're seeing a lot of insurgencies and insecurity, as you have mentioned, yeah. um, for the everyday Nigerian, I don't think that they see it from that perspective where Nigeria is even going to get better. They just feel like we're going to get into worse situations day after day and after day. And for this um, whole race that has been run, the election race, and we have seen campaign um, campaign rallies. More, yes, we've seen it come and go. And sometimes what is baffling is the fact that some of these um, campaign and presidential campaign and flag bearers don't really hit the nail on the head when no. it comes to all of these issues. Uh, do you think that Nigerians should fall again for their gimmicks like they have done in previous elections? You know, you know that's why people have said it. One of the most crucial elections of our time is 2023. 
Why is it so crucial? Why people are so agitated and also have a lot of expectations? It's because people have suffered enough. And also the economy, everything is not working properly and the way it should be. Uh, that's why people are very, very expectant that 2023 election is going to change the game. But like I said earlier, changing it is not immediate. We shouldn't be so optimistic that within one, two, three, six months, we're going to see changes. Mm. But what is crucial and what is fundamental is for us to understand that at this time, your vote counts and it matters. Now, I was telling some group of people, I said, it doesn't make a sense for somebody to come and buy your votes or tell you lies and is going to uh, pin you down in penury for the next four years. It doesn't make sense. So why is it that even though the, the campaign should be issue-based campaign, it should be campaign based on what you're going to tell people, based in line your manifesto, I want to call on our people and the general public on this platform, please try and interrogate these presidential candidates. Go interrogate them. Scrutinize their manifestos. Understand the person that you think it has possibility of changing and, and bringing positive changes as far as this country is concerned. So what I'm saying is that it's up to us, the electorate, it's up to us, the followers, to determine who is going to be in Asura come February 2023. But the main challenge is that, like you rightly mentioned out, people, we should be, let me tell you something, in spite of what we see today, things can turn around. B positive things can come. And also, a new Nigeria can, can, can arise. And I don't want us to be very pessimistic that things are not going to change and, and every day we are looking at That's why, if you look at the, the body language, the disposition of Nigerians, that's why they are looking at, okay, among these candidates, the person that has come that has never been there, let you us try somebody new. My, my worry about the other uh, issue of the, the presidential candidates. For instance, I'm going to talk about Tinubu, I'm going to talk about Atiku and Peter Obi and Konkoso as well. My concern is that the same people, all people, all these people that you see, they're still going to be the same people around them. And as far as I was concerned, are you going to, for instance, let's say, let's say, let's say, uh, 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 Tunibu now emerges as president, for instance. You're going to see them factual. They're the same people you're going to see. You're not going to see a new person. Now, what we are saying is that can you allow new people that have never been there with new ideas, with new creative and innovative spirit to come in and see what they're going to do? Can they allow them, give them a space to contribute their quota so that Nigeria will have a feel of new, a sense of new beginning? So what I'm saying is that it's, it's up to us as a people to determine and also to know the kind of person we're going to vote. Now, if you allow yourself to be carried away because of what they are going to give you, then it's the same issue. And th that is the problem. The destiny of Nigeria is in the hands of the electorate. Like what we said, and we are still conversing and also promoting, is that issue of rigging. No matter what, they might come with another gimmicks or way of they're going to manipulate. But because of the new electoral act, the issue of uh, uh, rigging election is going to reduce drastically. And that's why they, 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 they are looking at it. Oh, had we known, we wouldn't have allowed those 
changes to have taken place in our electoral mm. act. So let's hold on to that faith and believing that there's a better tomorrow. Please, let's not be discouraged. There are, if you look at history of nations, how nations emerged, you have seen there are, in, in every nation, particularly when it comes to the issue of nation building, there are times of trials and tribulations. There are times that, that things are not going to go in the way direction that we expect. Yeah. But what would give us is that hope and faith there's a better tomorrow. And that's why we must take decision to make sure that people that are in charge of leadership are people of credible character, integrity, and competence. People don't just get some people. Like I said, for me, if you're coming to appointment, for instance, as a governor, as a president, forget about the people that have campaigned, have given you support. Go for people that are technocrats, people that have competence and capacity, regardless of where they're coming from, regardless of their political affiliation or whatsoever. The person that can, who is the person to perform? Those are the kind of people that we need at this time because we need to fix this country. All right. And um, before I hand you over to Emika quickly, um, I was just sitting down here and thinking about um, whoever, for whoever gets to win um, the presidential seat, um, let's talk about the approach when it comes to the system, when it comes to Nigeria and the system that we run under. Um, Do you think that the approach should be subtle or the person has to come with a rather different approach or radical approach when it comes to dealing with Nigeria in particular, because we are quite peculiar and our problems are quite peculiar to ourselves. Um, do you? I, I want to get your opinion or your reaction to that. Do you think that the approach come 2023 from whoever wins should be radical or should just be, you know what, I know that I can't change anything, so well, let's just continue to move that way? Now, you see, Abigail, let me tell you, the kind of leader we need in this country, someone that is courageous, someone that you rightly uh, mentioned, it must be radical. For instance, one of the troubles that Buhari always say, which I always ask questions, he will sit down in Asurok, and he will ask questions and begin to say, ah, nobody has told him that what the country, things are going on around the country. Mm-hmm. We need someone that is agile, someone that is aggressive in terms of aggression, in terms of perf- in terms of results. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just sit down. And, I, I wonder, one of the problems we have in Nigeria, I, I told people, and I, I grant a lot of interviews to tell them and say that it's not the issue that we don't have laws. We have external laws that can change this nation. But do you know our problem? Yes. Enforceability and implementability. When I can't be a governor or a president, I give an order, do this within 24 hours, nobody is going to, somebody will not carry it out. I will sack that person. I said you must have the, men, the mindset of Donald Trump. Donald Trump said that as far as he's president of the United States, continue to fire until he get the right person that will do the job. Mm. So forget about, in fact, we need a president. That's why the, the president that we need in this country must be someone that is truthful. Someone that has a good character, impeccable character in terms of you don't have anything in your old cupboards that people begin to point at. Oh, this person has no integrity. He must have integrity because it's integrity and uprightness that will give you that audacity to speak with boldness and courage to people. Mm -hmm. An issue of corruption we are talking about, we can fight corruption where we don't bring a issue of sentiment, favoritism, nepotism. Whoever actually breaches and violates the law, you must deal with such a person. So we need a leader. Let me tell you, Abigail, mm. once you remove self-leadership, 
is simple. Once you remove self and you are so objective, a visionary, mm. we need somebody that is purposeful, someone that is result oriented. That when I enter this place, this is what I want to. Say. And I want to see the kind of leader in 2023 that's going to reduce the cost of governance. As far as I'm concerned, when I see people, uh, you know, flying with a lot of, uh, you know, all entourage. those entourage, yeah. to me, it gets me sick. And I feel this man doesn't understand. Can we bring leadership to a common man that identify with him to the grassroots? Leadership is simple. I, 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 I say that as a governor, I don't expect to see the next governor of Plateau at least minimum. Highest. For me, two, three cars are okay. It's just simple. But well, you see about 15 to... 15. So we, we, we want to have a president that's going to reduce cost of governance. Mm. We want to have a president that when he say yes, it's yes. And we don't want to have a president that's so eager to make promises that he cannot fulfill. Mm. It, it doesn't give you that kind of uh, confidence in people and trust. When you say, Abigail, this I, don't, I say, I'm not going to do this because we don't have the capacity to do it at this time. And I, I don't need it. And I said, I tell people, what is killing our politicians is the fact that they are so this quest for second tenure. Mm. As a president, forget about second tenure. As a governor, forget about it. Just the four years that God has given you, maximize it. Do the best that you could within that four years and deliver. It doesn't matter. Write your name in God, even if it is four years. Because the reason is that if they don't do that, they must have compromises, thinking that if I become stiff and strong and also very uh, harsh on people, uh, you, you have to be harsh when it comes to uh, issues that uh, being objective. That you, When someone is not uh, given a job, is not doing, fire the person. He doesn't care. Even if there's the same, the same household, is a member of your family. Boy, you cannot, man, you can't miss this thing. This is what we want to do. You cannot perform, give away to other people. And I say, for instance, let me give you an example. Yeah. As a governor of the plateau, if you're going to appoint commissioners, don't go for people that you have because they are part of your campaign. For me, I pray that they understand this. I'm, I'm expect someone that a, a governor, a president that is going to hire a particular set of people that are going to scrutinize them. Mm -hmm. For instance, we need a commissioner for tourism. You advertise it. That is, at this time, this is the kind of thing we need at this hour. If we are serious, serious-minded uh, governor or president should do that. Advertise it. Let people, uh, for instance, what are you, Abigail, what are you going to do? How are you going to do to, to turn the, 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 the tourism on the plateau? Come and make your presentation. Let's see. Mm. What do you have? Then the, we, we, we have the best three that we think they can do the best. Then out of them, we can pick one. To be a commissioner, simplicity. Mm -hmm. Because you are result-oriented. A person wants to be a commissioner for health. Tell us what you're going to do. Public health. What are you going to do? Challenges of health. How are you going to do this? Fine. You're going to be commissioner of commerce. What are your programs for industrialization? What are you going to do? What are the plans? Commissioner for works. Give us what is your plan about jobs. What about what? When the person can perform, give him the job. You don't forget about whether if I'm to be a governor, if, I, let me tell you, nobody that's part of my campaign, if he's mm -hmm. not a performer, can never be in that cabinet. I need people that have right of cerebral people, people that are savvy, that can deliver. These are the kind of people we need. But because of politics, so somebody will just sit down in the hall and say, these are my names of my candidate. Where are they? Now, for instance, what happened yesterday at Chatham House in London? A lot of people have complained about what is going on. The simple question I ask people. When people are giving you questions, you cannot answer. You now say Erufai. You write Fashola. So when he becomes president, he's the same person that's going to be calling. So that there will be... And, and is that how we do it? You, mm. you don't do that. A, a journalist asked a question. She said, sir, you've not told us about your identity. Tell us who you are. And so you've not allowed people to engage you. Because most of the town hall meetings are presented. You don't want to be there. And you say that, hey, people, they gave, excuse me, gave you, people are going to make money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> money from you. Let them make money. 
It doesn't matter. Tell us. How can somebody be a president of Nigeria and on a vote for the person that people are asking you questions, you are giving some people, sharing questions on people to So it means when there's an issue, you're going to share it for them to solve, then you are not qualified to be president. Hmm. You are not. Let's be frank about it. We are not afraid to tell them the truth. The issue is that we need a person that will identify with us. I have a problem. Let me see a governor that will go to uh, Gadabu, go to, go to Utah. Do you know what these people are passing through? The leadership is for them. They are the, they, they have, they are the supreme. I keep telling people that the electorate, they have the supremacy. That's what we call in political science called legitimacy. Your power, your office must have, must have, must be legitimate. How do you drive legitimacy? It's from the people. And you identify with them. Now, the person doesn't care about us. He, he, he doesn't come for debate. He doesn't appear. He doesn't want to say anything. But yet, he wants to rule us. He wants to govern us. How can it, how is done in, in a civilized society? You don't do that. But because you have people that are charlatans, people, they need their selfish desire. It's all about themselves. They don't care. They crowd around such individuals to tell them, begin to what? Begin to press them. Oh, you are doing well. Forget it. Nigerians must come to that shell, that kind of position to teach them a lesson that we are not cowards, we are not people that you can toy our intelligence or emotions with. Mm. All right. Um, the Labour Party released their manifesto yeah. recently. Um, I want to ask it you. It is of, possible. Yes. Of, of, the four, <laughs> of the four leading candidates, of course, there are many others, but not, not to be dismissive. The other ones pretty much don't count according to popular votes on social media and conversations on the streets. Now, from the four leading candidates, the manifestos have been released, Peter will be um, Bola Ahmed Tunubu, Rabbi Kwankoso, and Atikwa Bobaka. Which of these people, if you're going to analyze each of the manifestos, have you, do you feel will take us to, not El Dorado, but take us a step higher than we are, give us a footing in international community that Nigerians can be proud of? Well, well, to be very objective, uh, I have not gone to the... Uh, I've not seen that of Konkoso. Uh, I've seen the renewed hope. I've seen the, the covenant to Nigeria. That is the article. Yeah. It's possible. But you see, the truth of the matter is that when you look at... Like, when you look at the, the, the manifesto, we can say that uh, we'll not be able at this time to be very objective to tell people that this is, in my opinion... This is what directly that is the best amongst of them. Uh, the three of them that I have, I have seen and I've gone through uh, have just uh, a perusal of. But my concern is that, you see, Emeka is not manifesto that matters when it comes to leadership. Mm. It's not the manifesto. Manifesto, you can write a very, a, a very enticing and a well-drafted, crafted manifesto. But what matters is the character of the individual. I could be a president, like, let me tell you now, if I'm going to be president of Nigeria today, I don't care about manifesto. I know the areas that I can think or see, five key areas that I can address within four years that I will be given that opportunity. So what I'm saying is that, aside manifesto, we need to understand the person that is carrying the manifesto. The carrier of the manifesto is what matters. Because you can have manifesto just to entice people to get you elected. You go outside that manifesto. But, but, but people often, the, the, the conversation or the question is, manifestos are supposed to be like a blueprint on what you're going to exactly. do. It's supposed to be what we are going to hold you accountable exactly. for. So if you're said you're going to do this, yeah. and when you don't do it, hey, no. you said you're going to do it. Yeah. So from these people, character, manifestos, and what you've seen, yeah. Which of them do you, in your own personal opinion, do you think Nigeria should not say sleep on, but you know what, 
this person can can get us there because at this point a lot of diplomacy should happen oh but we are at a crunch time in our policy we cannot keep pretending like we don't know what's happening no. which of these three do you okay, think now, in personal now, opinion we should be going for okay now i'm 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 yeah, uh, it's not uh, directly to say my opinion, but I have sample opinion of Nigerians, uh, people that I've interacted and have conversation with. To be very frank, out of the three, the leading presidential candidate from the parts of, let me say, the enlightened community, I've not been to the rural areas, to parts of the north, uh, parts of the middle belt, and other southern east. But from what we're seeing now, the general view of the people. The whole issue is tilting to all Peter Obi. It's obvious because people feel this is the person that ought to be given the space at this time to occupy that space and see what he can offer for Nigerians. And, and looking at this, he has a very robust manifesto as well. And my concern will always be that, like I pointed out, now the, dis the disposition, the body language, the view of Nigerians, if you're going to do a, 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 a poll now, that Peter Obi would be at the leading side. Yeah. But the question would always be, that, like you said, the reason why we have Manifesto is a blueprint, is your master plan, so that we can hold you accountable if you, do, if you go out of that. But the problem in Nigeria is that we don't have accountability mechanism. Mm. The same Buhari gave Manifesto, but even when they didn't perform the way expected, we couldn't have mechanism to hold him accountable. So that's why I told you, you can have a good Manifesto, good one we can hold, but how do we hold you accountable? There's no mechanism in place that we can hold a person accountable. This is what you say you're going to do. You're out of it. So that's why we must change the way we do things. That indeed, when people present manifesto, we have what it takes to hold them accountable. When Nigeria is not done, these are not things that are achievable. Because we have many... In, in fact, one guy said he's going to... Uh, he was to file the action against Buhari because he said the man, all that he promised to do, he could not perform and he didn't do that. So there must be a mechanism to hold them accountable. But the general view of Nigerians now, except for the selfish and self-serving and self-seeking elites, they know that at this time, for justice, for equality, for fairness, Peter Obi should be given that opportunity to see how this man is going to perform. But, you know, people, like I said, they are self-seeking. It's all about themselves. I, 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 want, I'm, I'm, I told people, I said, I'm not a card-carrying member. I'm not a, politi a polit uh, party politician. But I'm concerned about Nigeria. And as I analyze issues to the public in terms of good governance, in terms of what we need, I have analyzed and I say for this time, we need to carry issue of this Nigeria as a project. And for me, I have discussed with people. I have, they have given us feedback to say that their view and their opinion. And for also some of us, we can be bold to say that for fairness, for equity, he will be given this opportunity to try. But, you know, they, they don't like that. What they keep saying is that Peter B is about social media, is about hype of social media, what and what and what, blah, blah, blah. But the question is, at this time, let's ask ourselves. Atiku has tried before as, 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 as the vice as, president. Uh, but as the vice president, his yeah. powers are quite limited. Yeah, they are. But let me tell you, when Atiku was the vice president, Obama Sanjo gave him a different. He had what it is. So the second tenure that it wasn't good for him. But the first tenure it was like it was like every, he was everywhere. He was in charge of the governors and everything. That's why he was able to capture the, all the governors at that time because he was in charge. And he said he's going to contest. It took a miracle and also the begging and the appeal of other that allowed not for him to come. 
for, to challenge his, his, his principle. So what I'm saying is that we know, but we have to look at one of the things that you look at a requirement in a leader is character, competence, and what is the competence talk about? The mental and physical ability. This job is not a small job. So the person, let's, not, let's stop pretending. At this time, at this age, we need somebody that is agile. There's somebody that is that is fit, somebody that has the strength, both mm. mental and physical, to be able to address Nigerian issues. The mm. issues are weighty. It's not meant for somebody that will sit down and say, okay, it doesn't matter. After all, all you need to is sit down. Does he have the cognitive, the mental alertness at this time? He must be mentally sound, physically sound to deliver. I don't want Nigeria to go back to old days that where we do things because, okay, we are just doing it. We don't want to manage a president. We don't mm. have a president that we can manage. Manage a president. It's not. We need a president that is here to what to to lift our spirit, give us confidence with that trust, that believing. Let me tell you something, because there is this thing that gives people joy when they see a leader that at least there is that trust, and the person has what it means to be leader. People have confidence. That is even enough. That this is the right person. We are glad that he's there. But when you have a leader that we are trying to manage, we are trying to bring it to package the person. <laughs> <laughs> for us to get into that place, then we are missing it. All right. all right. You can be a part of the conversation. You can head on on all our social media platforms. On Facebook is facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at JFM Jaws. We'll open the phone lines right now for you to call in and put in your contribution to what we're discussing today. Beyond 2023, the path to recovery. Um, are we there yet? Or are we still, or are we still, um, I don't even know how to put it, are we walking towards it? Are we in a work in progress? The number to call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Zero nine zero five five sixty six six nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Austin and I'm calling from Jet. All right, Austin, go ahead. You have fifty seconds. I want to say hi to my lecturer, Des. Hey, uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Missed the two days, sir. Two days, quite. It's true. <laughs> but we are back. Just called you to say hi, sir. Thank wow. you. I'm honored. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Justin. Do make sure you have a lovely day, okay? Hello. Good morning. Morning. Happy girl. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Ma'am, please, can you turn down the volume of your radio set so that we can hear you properly? My radio is off. Can you? Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead. All right. Ameka, good morning. Good morning. And good morning to your guests. Good morning, ma'am. You guys are awesome. I will always give it to you. And I will give it to, to the guests in the house. You see, we have been saying, for any Nigerian to market in Ibu, it's for their own self it's not for the good of the citizens of this country. You see, people are talking about being difficult for OB and the, the structure. We are the structure. You see, when the children of Israelites decide to build a power of the uh, uh, they build a power to take them to heaven. They have never seen it anywhere before. They were building it by faith, and they should have achieved it if God did not stop them. So the only thing that is going to stop us. The only thing that is going to stop Nigeria from voting Obi as the president is that fear of the state doesn't have the structure. Let us try it and see because we sensitize the, the village people. Those that are not on social media, they are already aware that Nigeria has to be saved. People that will not vote our 
our money, people that will manage the economy, people that mean well for this country, or else these people will still get themselves into power and divide the wealth of this nation among themselves. Then the masses will be suffering. We will not allow that. We will do our part. God will do it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Madam Queen. Do have a lovely morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Zara. I'm calling from Old Bukuru Park. All right, go ahead. You have 50 seconds. Uh, good morning to the guests in the studio. Good there. morning, brother. Honestly, sir, I appreciate your analysis and your contribution to the nation building. Thank you. I keep saying it in every platform that if not for our own selfish interest, I don't care who rule us. As long as you obey the rule of law, respect our constitution, we keep building individual. And as you can see, these people that you are saying cannot have respect for our constitution. Is, is it somebody like Atiku or Tinibu? Now, he has not been the, uh, the president of the country. He's assigning people to answer for him. What if he now gets to the office? What will he do? He will be answerable to nobody. Nobody can hold him accountable. And which we can see that from now, from his uh, body language, you can see it. Uh, at least we know the person that is competent. If not that, our elite, them, they don't want to leave that space of power. But I keep telling people that we are the structure. We can change things. Yes. It is high time that we come back and take back our country. Mm. Let them go. At least they can stay behind. And they, uh, they have all it takes. Let them lecture people that will, uh, that will move this country forward. Not them. They are, in fact... Let God help us. <laughs> Thank you so much for your contribution. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is James Monaso. I'm calling from Guarandog. Uh, All right, James, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Good morning to you. Good morning. And to your guests in the studio. Thank you. I want to really commend the last speaker. We have spoken well. I think what we should do is to see how we can sensitize Nigerians to put the love of Nigeria forth above every other thing. If we can do that and succeed in doing that, I think nobody will care who rules this country. As far as the person is competent and obey the rules of law. I think that is just what I want to contribute. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. you. Have a lovely day. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now loud and clear. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning to Abigail and good morning to Mecca. Good morning, Um, Chukudi. Go ahead. And a special good morning to your guest, a a competent um, and um, gentleman who's also a nationalist, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, first of all, before I comment on the issue on Grand Place, I want to know about um, one of your colleagues. I've not been hearing from her, even in other programs. Um, um, Doris is um, Please, I, I don't know whether she's still at the GFM. Uh, she has actually um, searched for a greener pastor somewhere else. Uh, but having said that, yeah. uh, please, uh, please answer the sort of that question, please. No, you can go ahead. Go ahead. I'll answer to you when you're done giving your contribution so that I don't cut oh, okay, your okay. thought process. Okay, see, uh, on, the issue, uh, on the issue of who becomes the next president, well... Um, a caller has actually stated that um, uh, like, um, a nationalist that is, he doesn't care who becomes the president of Nigeria. So, why also, you know, I uh, wanted to also go in that line of thought. Mm. Who becomes the president actually does not really matter. 
Um, but especially if Nigerians have been abused on the issue of Muslim Muslim tickets, I, I strongly believe that um, it is actually something that um, the APC should come out and explain to Nigeria mm. and give us clear answer where it should be a Muslim Muslim ticket because even in the ministry, I don't see where a particular religion has been sidelined. A, a, a Muslim religion, a wonderful religion it is, but it is actually not the whole the religion that everybody in Nigeria practices. So if you have to respect Nigerians, respect the way of leadership in this country, but it, I, just as even the, uh, the, the ministry when they are in, uh, in power, they also respect that. But I want to say something sincerely. Nigeria, are we actually going to hand over a president somebody who is also weak? Nigeria is weak, economy is weak, uh, security is weak. We are handing it again to somebody who is managing his own head. He doesn't even have enough strength to be able to say some certain things. He doesn't have answer to critical national issues. And then we want to go and give him because of uh, money and because of them, because of religion and because of tribe. Uh, uh, you know, I, honestly, I don't just think we are just people in this country. And if Nigerians are, if some people, political heavyweight in Nigeria are saying that you don't have structure. I, 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 I don't really understand because does it mean that a country that doesn't have structure is not supposed to contest? Allow Nigeria to decide or who goes to lead them. If you're going to manipulate elections, if you're going to use your power, power of incumbency to manipulate the people, I think you're not actually patriotic to Nigerians and to even the nation. And let me say something else before I drop. If APC wins election in 2023, which they, they can also win, I am telling you that a lot of irregularities that have been going on since seven years will be even multiple. I'm warning Nigerians. Because if you don't learn a lesson for the past seven years, if you're not suffering enough for the past seven years, you are still voting on the issue of a religion and tribe and, 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 and region. I am telling you that the suffering has just begun. Look at the policy of the CBN. How can Nigeria survive? How can the man in Shandam, how can the man in Kanke, how can the man who doesn't know, how doesn't have access to internet survive in this particular harsh and controversial economic policies? Mm. I think Nigeria should shine the eye. The APC have come to destroy, not to lead. That's my take. All right. Thank you so much. Hello. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Mark Andy and I am calling from Makani, can you please step away from your radio set or turn down the volume of your radio set? Yeah, how about now? Yes, okay. we can hear you clearly. Go ahead, you have 50 seconds. All right, um, first I want to greet you. I want to greet uh, Emeka and then especially greet that man in your studio there. I wouldn't know who he is, but... I want That's Barista Yakubawa. Okay, I want to say it here that the God that's going to bless this man is brushing his mouth Amen. so that he will give him a very better blessing that no one has forgotten. Amen. That said, you see, Nigeria is such a good country, but infested with jokers at the top hierarchy of the national sphere. Now, from the 60s, when we had good governance, we knew how it went. We knew how people enjoyed. But along the line, when charlatans came in, we started suffering. Mm. Up to the moment we are in now, I've never seen anyone there who has Nigerians' interests at heart. Particularly those who are leading now and those who have led in times past that we had it so bad. Now that Nigerians have seen the leeway to getting better governance, those who have been holding us to ransom, holding us at the jugular, are still parading themselves. You see, it's about time Nigerians got to their feet and faced them squarely. Mm. It doesn't matter what it takes, but if we must have good Nigeria and everybody will be happy about being Nigerians, then it is about time we square them up. It doesn't matter who is going to be at the helm, but him that is going to have Nigerians at the back of his heart as his project should be the one that should be given that uh, mandate. 
Now, for, for instance, look at these people who are called to come and answer simple questions. So you have home. to wrap up your thoughts um, quickly. Yes, I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. Mm. Now, these people who cannot come to sit down with us and tell us what they have for us here at home, but run to outside the country and tell us what they feel they can from there, then they are not to be given that mandate. All right. We did it separately, and we know what we are suffering. Mm. That's my wrap-up. All right, right. Thank you so much. We'll take comments off our social media platforms this morning. On Facebook, Albas Akaya Dagza says, Good morning, Abigail, Emika, and the guests in the house. Concerning the CBN revised cash withdrawal policy, I think it goes beyond just preventing vote buying or even limiting the number of cash in circulation as it was a reason for the redesign of the Naira notes. I feel the CBN is trying to push our attention to the use of digital forms of payment and receipts of payment. Cashlessness is also among the drive of the CBN. So for me, I feel it goes beyond stopping vote buying. Good morning. God bless my country, Nigeria. Dimas Bala says the policy by CBN is seriously going to affect a lot of business more, especially people in the villages where there's no network and bank, but it de- but depends on physical cash for transaction. The limit 5% of 100,000 on countered withdrawal is a robbery and 20,000 hour daily on POS is no longer a business. Godwin Swilly says, good morning, JFM. Um, we come to see the wonder happening in Nigeria, um, but it's only God that will save us. Ezeleke Henry says, good morning, JFM. Honestly speaking, from the way things are going right now, if care is not taken, I strongly don't see a country called Nigeria soonest. These policies the government are bringing out this time is anti-people oriented. Julius Achigak Igama says, the new policy by CBN is a great one. If it is implemented it will, um, to the core, it will help a lot to reduce vote buying and regain. Stanley SC says the new CBN policy is a welcome development. Nigeria is about to be great again. The obedience wind of change has started blowing. And finally, Izang Artsy says, Good morning, let's talk. This Nigeria is too ironic. May God bless us with good and sincere leaders come 2023. Love you guys. God bless, God bless JFM, my favorite radio station. All right. And just before we wrap up and draw the curtains, um, finally, um, Barrister Bauer, I know that we have spoken a lot about this country yeah. and we have seen, uh, we're trying to make positive projections come yeah. 2023, but for people out there who are pretty much um, have their hopes dampened already, um, if there's a, a word or two to revive their hope yeah. about the country. <laughs> like, like I said earlier, there are when you look at stories or history of nations, there are things that have happened in the past worse than this. But we just need people that understand what leadership is all about. And I show you, the way things are going to turn around in this country, mm. people will be surprised. But we have a lot of work to do. And how do we do that? We must begin to understand that people that are ready for leadership in terms of appointment because one person cannot do it alone. Yeah. I will almost come and join our hands together. Everybody's hand must be on the deck. But I want us to be optimistic that things are going to change. We'll have a better Nigeria, certainly. But we need to understand that, knowing that 2023, who is the person? When you go to cast your vote, ask yourself question, is for what reason are you casting this vote? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Barrister Yakubu Bauer, for always coming 
when we call on you he's he has become a friend of yeah. um, the morning jay yeah, and we want so. to sincerely thank you so much for being on it's the my show pleasure always to be here you are welcome yeah. so we're, we're looking forward to a better nigeria come 2023 and beyond 2023 even <laughs> uh, Emeka is smiling and i'm wondering why Emeka, i know you want to say something uh, your final words before we go oh uh, my final words the country will be great again <laughs> dear nigerians do not lose hope and please when you go out there to vote when you have conversations about nigeria have it because you know deep down what you want the country to be like mm. ethnic religious sentiment should not be what we should be selling at this point we are too deep in the waters of poverty to let religious sentiments ethnic affiliations to decide our votes 2023 is important if we mess up <laughs> good morning <laughs> good morning the news comes up by 10 o'clock thank you so much for being a part of the show this was let's talk on your superfigo radio station j FM. from myself it's by and see you tomorrow and from Emika. stay out of trouble and spread love have a lovely day Jama'a ga wata muhimmiyar sanarwa shin kai ko wani dake kusa da kai na fuskantar matsalar kurage a fuska ko hannu ko kafa da sauran sassan jiki irin kurajen dake kunshe da ruwa ko mugunya ana jin zazzabi ciwon kai ciwon jiki da kasala ko kuwa ma ba a jin ko daya daga cikin waɗannan alamomin wata kila ka kamu da cutar kyandar biri wato monkey pox kyandar biri cuta ce dake yaduwa daga dabbobi zuwa mutane da kuma tsakanin mutane a junan su kuma a kauce wata ba jikin mutanen da suka kamu kuma suka nuna alamun kamuwa da cutar kyandar biri kar a tattaba ko sanya tufafi da ma sauran kayan amfani na wanda ya kamu da cutar ku kare kanku ta hanyar yawaita wanke hannu da sabulu karkashin ruwa mai kwara